welcome to a new episode of the Through Nature podcast. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, and today I just want to talk a bit about mm, my mindfulness practice over the past years and how they have influenced me, uh, how they have changed my life in many ways. Um, so yeah, just from my experience, what you could expect if you practice mindfulness uh, on a I would say daily basis, even if it's only for a few minutes. Um, but before we go there, let's just, in that spirit, um, take a breath together and just um, arrive here. So just take a deep breath in through your nose and let it go. Perfect. Um, so, of course, mindfulness um, can be practiced through many different tools. So of course, meditation would probably be the classic one that comes to mind, but also yoga or just mindful walking, uh, slow eating, um, breath work. Like there are so many ways to practice mindfulness. You know, it's like a muscle. Um, but in a way, everything, every single activity we have, every conversation, every sensation, if we are there fully, if we experience it as like fully as we can you know that's practicing mindfulness so um don't be like don't fall into the trap of thinking that you have to sit down an hour per day not moving you know looking at a wall to practice this um so yeah just i'm um, going to the fruits uh, as i call them of my mindfulness practice the first one and i think the m that's probably the overarching one like the big one in a way that like changes everything from the inside out um, would be the development of what we can call the witness so you could think about it as like an additional layer of consciousness you know that is observing everything your thought your thoughts sorry um, your feelings um, external perceptions you know smells taste etc um, also your stories in your head how you sabotage yourself um, maybe other people's behavior and moods as well um, so it's just this layer that cannot really be defined it doesn't really have a shape it also it's not talking you know it's not like the thoughts in your head but it feels like a let's say like a layer of like glass like transparent glass where everything else is kind of projected onto or that is just aware of everything um, and before that, you know, I never had that dimension to me. So um, we'd run away, uh, we run around, sorry, um, always kind of caught up in our thoughts. It's like we're sleepwalking through life a lot of times, you know. So we would always just interpret reality. We would think about it, we would make like symbols, etc. But we would not actually be there with direct experience a lot of times. So this is very, very beautiful and helpful. Um, and in a way, like a spin-off of that development of this witness is that I just can't fool myself anymore, you know, or at least a lot <laughs> less easily. So um, because I'm aware of all my, you know, sneaky judgments or my negative thought patterns or oversimplifications, etc., um, I just 
you know, they just don't work. Like, <laughs> if I try to manipulate someone in some sneaky way, because we all do, we all are <sighs> egos, you know, we all try to get our way. Um, and if you observe that, if you're aware of it happening in the moment, you can change that behavior. You can, you know, slowly over time adapt and be more wholesome and conscious in how you relate to the world and to other people. Um, and so for me, this knowing when I fool myself or knowing when I'm, you know, judging something or someone, that's a very big part of um, the self-knowledge that I try to develop. Um, and another kind of correlated um, consequence of this witness is that we just build a deeper connection to everything, to existence in general, because we can be fully there for it, you know. It's like, as I said, it's not as passively walking around, lost in our minds. Everything becomes intense and clear in a way, um, while simultaneously kind of creating a distance between what is happening or what you are perceiving and what we might say you, you know, that witness. Um, so you don't relate everything immediately to me, me, me. You know, what's that impact of me uh, to me? Like, w what is the consequence for me? How do I react to this? Uh, what are my beliefs and judgments and fears that come up with this? So let's say it starts raining. And usually you would go, oh shit, my hair, I don't know, like I'm going to get wet, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to have the flu, I won't be able to go to that thing, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now, if you're aware of that shatter, like starting in your head, you could say, wait a minute, I don't have to, you know, really pay attention to this, just let it go in a way. And then you can actually just relax and um, calm down and actually maybe even enjoy the rain because you, you feel it on your skin, you smell it, you see it. There's this this very, I find, beautiful um, noise when it drops onto the leaves, etc. So, yeah, you kind of take yourself out of the equation a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, for the second point I wrote down, um, in general, mindfulness just tends to slow us down. Uh, it reduces stress, it reduces multitasking, it promotes focus and concentration. You know, these are all very well um, documented by science as well nowadays. Um, so you can read up on that if you like. Um, so what I've found is that by developing this muscle of mindfulness, right, it's like a muscle we train in a gym, um, we don't need as much external stimulation or entertainment anymore. So a lot less becomes necessary in your life to feel fulfilled. And so... Therefore, at least in my experience, a simpler life becomes possible and actually desirable. You don't want to overstimulate yourself with a hundred things um, and places to go to and people to see and music to listen to, etc. That's still everything. That's fine, you know. But maybe you can like slow down a bit and really enjoy the thing you you're doing or you're taking in. Um, I still struggle with this a lot, of course. Um, but yeah, by, by, by needing less material stuff, you know, you also save money, <laughs> you make space for the maybe simpler but also more fulfilling parts of life, etc. Um, which leads me to the next point already, um, that mindfulness has led me to appreciate 
how the small things in life are actually the big things. You know, it's kind of a cliche, um, but I really feel this now, like a very deep level. So, you know, it's not the move to a new city or this new big job or new relationship or whatever that is actually going to be fulfilling you, but it's the small moments of wonder, of awe, of appreciation, of love, of kindness, of supporting others, of being supported, the sensations you feel, etc. And when you find out that actually that's enough, in a way, you know, it takes so much pressure away. Um, so for me, that's just, yeah, it's just beautiful. Like, you just don't need anything anymore. Like, reality is enough. It's actually more than you could ever... <laughs> really take like it's literally infinite <laughs> um you could look if you develop your mindfulness enough you know you have all these stories of these masters or whatever they could just look at a leaf for hours because it's so simple but still complex it's beautiful it's awe-inspiring it's like how where does this come from you know what how was this designed etc um, but even if you don't get to those uh, levels let's say i'm i'm far from that by the way don't mistaken. Um, but, you know, an example would be it's not the fancy five-star hotel that you paid a lot of money for that gives your life more meaning. But maybe it's the sunset that you share with someone you love through the window of that hotel, you know. So you could actually have watched that sunset with the person you love for free. You wouldn't have had to pay that much money. <laughs> so to give a kind of stupid example... Um, but if you don't build the mindfulness to be fully present in these thousands of small moments throughout our day and our life, where life literally gifts us with these opportunities, um, then no money or prestige or fame or other person or career will make you happy or will bring you the fulfillment you're seeking. Um, and again, big cliche ahead, but it's just true. Happiness can only be found in the present moment like you if you always push it away oh you know putting conditions on life if this and this happens well then i'll be happy then i'll be fine um, or there's this thing that's bothering me so i can't be happy as long as you put these conditions on life it's it's never gonna happen you know and of course sometimes it's a lot harder than at others like if everything's fine and you let's say you look at that sunset in the mountains with the person you love that it's a lot easier to feel happy happiness in that moment but what about just, you know, sitting in a chair and feeling your body and being able to appreciate that so much that actually there you're as fulfilled, even more fulfilled than in those grandiose big moments. That's kind of the goal for me in a way. Um, just, you know, not needing anything specific externally to feel like everything is fine, to feel at peace and to, yeah, to be happy. So again, mindfulness for me is like, the best um like it's like a huge portal you can open which will bring you so much closer to everything you've ever like sought through you know external means let's get this education let's get this money let's get this car let's get whatever from like the external world and here you can develop um a deeper and more meaningful sense of fulfillment and happiness from the inside inside out not the other way and that for me is um, the most powerful part about all of this um yeah next 
um, also again related um, I'm just more attuned to my body and to the needs of my body I've talked about this before um, but by feeling into it more I just I'm in connection with it you know I let's say um, I eat something and I literally feel immediately okay how is it how do I feel you know how is it impacting my digestion my energy level etc um, or how is my back pain now D does my body need movement right now yes or no you know it's actually always or almost always quite clear what the body needs but we have to be there to listen to it um, and this will foster like healthy choices um, because they just feel good so for me mcdonald's is not a comfort food like i just feel like shit afterwards so I already know it, so I anticipate that shitty feeling, so I'm not drawn to it at all. Whereas like a healthy, let's say, curry with veggies and spices and just very nourishing me like that, it gives me real pleasure, I enjoy it. it yeah, it gives me comfort, etc. Because it's good for my body in the long term as well. So these things overlap, right? But we have to be there to, um, yeah, to receive that information, to listen. And of course, this could be extended to many other points, but yeah, you get the point here. Um, next, um, of course, related to a bit of more of my work and my passion about um, the environment and you know climate crisis, biodiversity crisis, we, we might call them, and just transitioning to a more just and ecologically aware um, society as a whole. I think that this mindfulness revolution that we are going through, because it's everywhere nowadays, um, we can really bring about a lot of change in this regard. So we don't have to wait for the UN, for governments, for businesses, for organizations to bring this to us from the top. You know, we play a role in this as well. This has to happen on all levels. And in my opinion, um, mindfulness is the main lever that we have for individual transformation in this way. So, for instance, awareness and the natural world, they kind of reinforce each other. So, by being more aware, you can be more touched by nature's beauty, for instance, because you're just aware of it, right? You, you smell it, you taste it, like there's so much going on. And if you're developing that, let's call it this listening um, skill, then it kind of penetrates you more and more. And you know, you want to be, you want to spend more time outside, for instance. At least in my case. Um, and also, of course, you get more aware, become more aware of your own consumption patterns and your lifestyle in general, which might then lead to changes again, like for your body, that are positive for both yourself and the earth um, so yeah you just build this deeper connection to it by building your mindfulness muscle you can appreciate its wonders you know large and small um, like the I don't know as I said like a drop of rain on a leaf or a huge mountain or just a river running um, peacefully through a valley whatever like it's just everywhere uh, look at a bee once if it's full of pollen from from some flowers it's it's crazy it's crazy how beautiful that is in my opinion um but of course like a few years ago if you told me a bee, uh, sh showed me a bee i was like okay yeah that's a bee what about it you know what's the problem it's a bee but take the label away for for a minute and just look at it 
you know, and you'll be touched, I'll, I'll promise you. Um, but in turn, of course, nature also fosters mindfulness, you know, by calming us down, by slowing us down, um, through its beauty, its simplicity, um, you know, it kind of kisses our senses in a way. Um, and again, if we learn to listen to it, uh, listen to the land, as we might say, it can really um, help us in our evolution. Um, it's not, you know, it's not an accident that like mystics and sages, they have been in relation with nature forever. You know, like whether, like all the stories, literally all the stories of our religious um, traditions, whether it was like Jesus in the desert or like uh, the Buddha in, in, in the jungle, etc. Um, and also just people that practice mindfulness or a, a lot of times monasteries, etc. They're always built or often built um, in natural environments because it, yeah, it just has an effect on us, you know. It's very direct. There are not a lot of um, things to distract us, etc. So, yeah, we need to bring about this transition to a new world starting with ourselves. And again, for this, I think mindfulness is absolutely key. And it's just so much fun. Like your life just becomes that much richer. Um, so that I really hope that, yeah, you can look into it and just find something that works for you. And if it's like doing the dishes dishes without a podcast once and just feel the water on your hands, just, you know, li like smell the soap, like listen to the water, whatever. It sounds so stupid, but it's actually really profound when you get a bit into the, the gist of it. But it's hard, you know. It's so easy that it's hard. Uh, me too. Like, I put on a podcast sometimes to drive like three minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, <laughs> is reality, is life not enough? You know, um, why do I always have to stimulate myself? And oftentimes I see that I'm just running from something or from my thoughts or boredom or I want to use every second of my day productively, which, you know, which is kind of a new thing. Um, but that's a whole different story. But just try to slow down and be present with what is a few times per day and it will radically uh, change your experience of life, I think. Um, and then lastly, I don't want to leave this point out even though it's uh, quite like more advanced and I'm not at this stage at all. Um, but it's a big um, topic in my life nonetheless. So on more advanced level, the real purpose of meditation has always been um, to realize that the individual self, you know, the me, uh, whatever your name is, um, that this self is actually not separate from everything else. So that the separate self is an illusion, basically. Um, this has been realized by humans for thousands of years and a lot of like a lot of times it was facilitated through the practice of some kind of mindfulness um, practice. So to come to this insight, you know, you have to slow down, you have to calm down, you have to focus, you have to concentrate. And then, you know, for some people it can happen very quickly and very spontaneously. For others and for most, it takes a lot of time and practice and diligence. But this kind of self-transcendence, which is often a mystical experience, can be um, experience through through meditation um, so by dropping like just for a period of time you're thinking about the past the imagining and the worrying about the future 
all the interpretations you have of the present, like this is boring or my leg hurts, etc. Um, by detaching yourself from your thoughts for a while and from being someone inside of your head and body that looks out at the world, you could actually perceive that all of this is unified. Like there are no boundaries, it's whole, it's one thing. Like you and the tree you're looking at, you're not different um, at a very deep level. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's the original goal of meditation and it has very deep consequences and, um, yeah, just keep this in mind, you know, uh, that at its core, mindfulness or meditation or yoga, all these tools, they were not another tool to improve our life or to please our egos to show off to be like what can i gain from this you know it was literally a tool and it still is um, a tool to become free to become free of the identification uh, with the separate self and you know it, that's just a starting point it goes a lot deeper um, but yeah that's something you can do you don't have to some people are drawn to it, others are not. I'm just so curious that I'm super drawn to it. Um, but even just the benefits that I've, you know, um, talked about now, um, they're real. Like, they're they're still there, these other positive effects on our lives. like, And they're considerable. Um, so, yeah, it has changed my life, tra like, transformed my life uh, pretty dr dramatically. Even if it's often invisible from the outside, but... From again, from the inside, inside out, very organically, it has just shifted my whole experience. And it's only been a few years that I do this. I'm not like a freak that only sits in this room meditating, like not at all. But pretty quickly, you could actually see a difference in your experience. So just improving your life in a very classical way. And then if you want to go further than that, you could get into this kind of um, existential or spiritual investigation into the nature of existence and life and who you are etc but there's no need to do that um, so yeah these have been some of the ways that mindfulness has influenced me um, i hope this has maybe helped you given you a clearer picture or motivated you to start or continue or take up again um, your own practice and i hope you do and uh, in that sense, um, thank you so much again for joining, for sticking uh, with me till the end. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one.